Okay. So we are now able to go back to the opening thought and question of this letter. Because we opened up the letter with a teaching from the Zohar that said, Who makes God's holy name every day? He who gives charity to the poor. And we didn't really understand what does it mean to make God's name and how does giving charity make God's name. And what we have done since then is gone on a long segue with understanding God's name and creation. And now, with all the insights we now possess, we are going to answer this question. So the Altaweb explains that just as we can understand on a human level, someone's very, very brilliant. And he wants to take all his brilliant thought and bring it down into a letter of speech. It would be an enormous contraction. And how much more so, the enormity of the contraction of God during creation when he took his thoughts and constricted them into letters, actually into a very light and insubstantial letter, the letter Hey, the final letter of God's holy four-letter name. As it says, these are the chronicles of heaven and earth when they were created. When they were created in the Hebrew is Behibaram, which is revocalized, our sages say, to read it Behibaram, meaning these are the chronicles of heaven and earth with the letter Hey, God created them. So the letter Hey is a source of the creative utterances, starting from Genesis, gracious, in the beginning. And coming from the energy of the highest divine attribute, seminal wisdom, which has descended now into the lowest, as reflected by that lower Hey, sovereignty, God's power of speech, an enormous degree of contraction. So we have in the beginning, before the beginning, before there was creation, before there was man, God constricted his seminal wisdom, as symbolized by the Yud, the first letter of God's name, all the way down to the final letter of God's name, that final hey, his lowest attribute, the attribute of speech, of sovereignty, for creation to take place. Because creation took place from sovereignty, from speech. And he did this without any initiation from below, because there was no below. There was no man to initiate God's flow of energy and God's flow of kindness. So he did it solely because he desires to act with kindness. That's why our sages say the world is built by kindness. The world is built by kindness, actually a quote from Psalms, because we didn't do anything to deserve creation. We weren't around. That's another meaning of the verse I quoted before, at the altar of the coast. These are the chronicles of heaven and earth, the Hebarum. Another way of understanding this, the sages say, is to transpose the letters, and then it's pronounced the Avraham, through the attribute that characterizes Abraham. What's Abraham's attribute? Kindness. Abraham embodies the attribute of kindness. So the verse is intimating that heaven and earth were created, Bihibaram, with the attribute of Abraham, with kindness. What's the kindness? We didn't do anything. God freely gave us this gift of creation, of life. But after we are around, once we're created, we need to work. We need to do things 
to elicit God's kindness by our own labors. Because every arousal from above depends on us, depends on the arousal from below. If I want God's kindness to flow down, I need to send up my acts of kindness, my acts of charity. So these good deeds take the same dynamics that happened before. The yud, the seminal wisdom of God's name, and draw the energy down to the final hey of God's name, sovereignty. So my good deeds are bringing together and making the name of God, connecting the first letter and the final one, and drawing it down into this world. And that's where our sages say that if someone, so to speak, only has Torah, but not good deeds, he doesn't even have Torah. You want to study the Torah? Make sure you also perform acts of kindness. Because even though we can say, well, well, Torah is higher. Torah derives directly from the seminal wisdom and the whole world exists by virtue of Torah. And that's true. But if you speak words of Torah and you elicit all this godly energy from the supreme seminal wisdom, it's not going to come down into this world without the kindness that draws it down. So the kindness we do draws down God's energy of kindness to take all that seminal wisdom energy and pull it down to sovereignty to thus bring the energy down into our world. And this is why we say, I mean, it says in Jeremiah, the wise man should glory in his wisdom. He should glory in understanding and knowing me for I am God who acts with kindness. In other words, when is wisdom justifiably glorified? When it leads to acts of kindness. Because this, in turn, evokes a reciprocal act of kindness from above. In other words, the kindness of man below causes the fulfillment of the verse, I am God who acts with kindness with the kindness of the slowest world, the world of descent, that causes the vitality of seminal wisdom to come downward into sovereignty, into the letters of speech, into the source of creation. And without the kindness, the Torah study that a person does is called his wisdom, meaning it's staying in heaven. It's an untapped resource. It's not something producing anything for planet Earth. Because there's no downward flow. For the downward flow to happen, even from the Torah study, we need the kindness to initiate the flow.